0: Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm back. Back for more. Back for an attack. Oh, just not dead yet. Almost there. Oh, man. It's in the year has barely begun. I mean, we're reaching the end of the year, but the year has barely begun in a sense as we now that we've survived primaries we go on to the general election. wow there's going to be a lot about that but before we get on to the boring let's uh talk a couple local announcements hey pro arts maui has got some awesome shows coming up all right we got the end of uh the um Rick Scheidman, One Man Shows. Check them out. Uh, You can still catch both Einstein and Twain. I hear they're pretty cool. So if you like that kind of stuff, get on down there. They've also got uh, later in the month, uh, Ebb and Flow Arts presents a piano performance by Nicholas Gerp, uh, George Crumb's Macrocosmos. And that one is free, no reservations. So, uh, you know, check the times, check it out. Uh, August 26th, Friday, 7.30 p.m., Pro Arts Playhouse in Kihei. Uh, and also there'll be improv, like, the next date. No, two days later. But August 28th at 7 p.m., you can catch... Uh, uh, Helena Fishbay and Maui Improv Group, and, uh, you know, I hear a lot of cool things out of that improv group, uh, but, I mean, I hear a lot of cool things out of the theater scene in general. I think it's uh, very underrated on Maui. Uh, it's kind of like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's like the last haven for, like, acting in entertainment because everything's so busy on Oahu. Nobody likes to make anything flashy, so we kind of get to, like, be uh hometown famous in these parts but that's what keeps maui weird you know i dig it you know <laughs> that's why i'm here <laughs> uh but guys we gotta we gotta talk about the voter turnout uh not not so good like i think that you know there's there there's sour grapes for some candidates there's some candidates that wow we're glad that they didn't make it but there's some candidates that we're very sad that they didn't make it and uh, you know I think that's two things one campaign spending, which I mean that's it's a hard thing to pull off a really good campaign uh, in the social media age without campaign spending so I mean guys for however you gotta shake hands and kiss babies to to get those connections uh, man it's it's a big it's a big price but something that may not costs as much money but will cost you definitely a lot of time and i'm gonna join you on this one is getting more voters to turn out voter turnout is terribly 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 low as far as i'm concerned i mean as per national averages uh it's kind of what america does you know uh apathy of a nation uh But how do, how do we solve that? How do we get people into voting? How do we get people into – you know, I, I think that a, as the weeks get closer, we're going to have some people already in office and some people seeking to be in office that made it to the general election that I'm going to have to talk to about this because I think – You know, especially, you know, since a lot of what's on the ballot in Maui is nonpartisan, I think all of these candidates need to be helping with this conversation. They all need to be making sure the voters turn out because they represent all of you, even if it's just a small portion of you. You guys should be showing up, you know. So, I mean, I I I think the end number was something around like 24, 26 percent voter turnout for just the county of Maui. And frankly, I think we could double that. It would be amazing if we could double that. I mean, that would make a huge difference for some candidates, especially since I—I I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of shock in the uh, progressives category. Some of the progressive candidates didn't see the voter turnout that they thought they were going to see. But I think that they, you know, they also have to keep in mind that they are representing folks that are usually pushed away from the polls, whether they want to be there or not. Uh, so. With that being said, you know, a lot of encouragement for people who are already registered to vote. But then, like, that youth vote, guys, get it. Get it while it's hot. Get it while they want to do something, okay? If y'all sit around and do nothing and the kids notice that, they're not going to want to be a part of the conversation. And then they're just going to walk into it 10 years too late like most millennials did. And they're going to hate themselves for that. Uh, And a lot less will get fixed and we'll be back to the same old game as we are right now. So, um, you know, we're going to have to go man on the street, go talk to some kids. Maybe we'll get some, uh, you know, some college folks on the show, see what they think, at least go out and, and interview some some people at large in the city, up the country, everywhere you be. I'm going to try to be there uh starting about end of September because uh, that's about the time that, like, I'll be in production and on Maui and I'll actually, like, have time to sneak away and and like meet with people and get things done, so i I think that like our road our road to Halloween is is paved with voter turnout. I think that's the goal. It's like let's let's band together and just get people to register to vote okay let's let's at least just get them to like stand in line. And then maybe they'll stand in line again when it comes out and we can all convince them to show up. Because even if votes turn out ways I don't like them, I would rather have had all of society have been there to say that they wanted it that way. Instead of the continuing few who get their way because they whip at the polls. So we got to start whipping voter turnout. All right? So... Um, Let's figure out ways to talk to them kids. Let's figure out ways to take care of voter apathy. Let's also inform people on the things they need to vote about because another problem that I saw in those ballots was how many areas were left empty. Like people who voted, but it was left empty empty which confused me because I mean to a degree it didn't confuse me because I really believe that some of these folks were like oh that's not my district so I'm not going to vote on it but it's like everybody on the island gets to vote on all council positions so especially when you think about like how outweighted that is for certain communities like Molokai needs the votes okay there's only 9,000 folks over there and like I'm probably sure only like 4,800 to, like, 5,200 of them could vote, and then if voter turnout's 24%, then I'm left to assume that, like, that's, again, a quarter of that, if we're lucky, shows up to vote, okay? One in five people, it, you know, one in four people, sorry, math. <laughs> Do you expect me to math? No, uh, yes, yes, I expect me to be able to math. But, uh, sorry, but a quarter of the people... You know, it's it, are voting, and, and three quarters are not. It's it's that simple. So when we look at it, in then in that aspect, we need other folks from other districts helping out districts. That, I mean, the whole county's in on it together. These are people that are going to be sitting on a board making decisions about. What goes up, what comes down, what's regulated, what's unregulated, what what could change happens with that council. So you need to think about other than just your district. So, I mean, it wasn't bad in some categories. Like, I was noticing, like, a few hundred here or there. Uh, when it starts approaching the thousand, it makes me wonder if anybody actually cares to vote on it. I find, but also in the same cases, like, like, OHA, like... Voting on that There's a lot of people Who don't vote on OHA Because they think Oh I'm not Kanaka So I can't help So then I think In that same case Of just like Oh people aren't voting On Hana Or running in Hana You know So like Oh why are we That's not That's Hana's problem You know Or that's Kihei's problem Or that's Wailuku's problem Which it's It's everybody's problem All right, We're all on this Rock together So We have to look out For the whole Damn family whether we like it or don't. <laughs> all right so um, I'm gonna put up some voter registration links. I'm gonna be hammering them hard. It's, it's gonna make your ears ring but you know what you got uh, it, it usually takes like somewhere between like eight and 15 times for someone to make a decision interacting with a brand or a concept. So think about that when you have to remind people, to register to vote. And you know what, when you think about how hard it is, don't 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 even think about don't 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 get lost in the idea of like nobody's going to want to do this cuz you know what, I once met a man in the streets of California, all right? This guy was legit blind, okay? I kid you not. This is a blind man that walked all up and down North San Diego County handing out materials to registered people to vote. I mean, he had a friend with him. But the dude was on it, all right. I seriously, I probably met at least a hundred people or more that night when I met that guy that they were like, "Yeah, man, I registered to vote last week because of him, So like if a blind man can walk like one tenth of California <laughs> and convince a whole city to show up and vote, then I think if we at least all talk to you know. One neighbor on our street and then got that neighbor to go talk to another neighbor on the street. You know, have mixers, encourage people. There's a lot of you folks that want change, but they, you don't realize that you're not going to get it unless you participate. Okay, there's a lot of cases where we have statistics that are ruling scenarios where they shouldn't because only certain people are getting polled only certain people are showing up to vote so if everybody shows up to vote the change could be far more absolute than it ever could have been without your vote okay so you really really need to think about that you guys if there's anybody listening that isn't registered to vote vote damn it register to vote please 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 it it may seem it may seem daunting for us to take on this colonial behavior to Borrow into their political game. It's just like, I know. There, there's quite a few Kanakas out there that are just like, oh, bro, but that's one holy game. Why do I want to get in it? It's like, bro, you have to. Okay? It, this isn't like signing in a deal with a devil. This isn't selling your soul. This is just going on their court. All right? You've been playing basketball over there the whole time by yourself, but now, now you invited to the game. Show up at the game and kick ass. And that's the thing. There's a lot of changes that could be made if the deck was stacked in our favor. Okay? Think about that. If more Hawaiians showed up to vote, more Hawaiian things would get done. If more Hawaiians ran for office, more Hawaiian things are going to get done. Simple math. Two plus two equals four, kids. It's possible. It's super possible. So and with that, I think it's possible that we can kind of learn about some of these things that are coming up. Uh, I'm gonna just lightly cover this thing but in the weeks to come we're gonna have some amazing people from the uh, you know the political system here on Maui and in state and in office seeking office etc and some of these guys are going to help be able to fill in these uh, you know questions about these ballot measures and uh, these proposals and uh, you know maybe help you figure out how you want to vote on these things. Quite frankly, I'm going to, these are the ones that I'm going to be like, bro, you should vote this way, bro. You should vote. Like I'm, I'm not always going to be the first person to walk out and tell you don't vote for that guy, but I will be the first person to walk and go, you need to vote for this proposal or you need to not vote for that one, or this one's bad or this one looks good. All right. That's, you know, playing favorites on people. That's kind of hard with me just because like I'm looking out for everybody, but when it comes to You know, amendments, propositions, proposals, ballot measures, the whole shebang. Those are things that, like, we should all be agreeing on. These are things that, like, you know, if they're coming up, there's a reason why these exist. Uh, I find that a lot of these types of, uh, you know, legislation that are coming to fix or add pieces to the puzzle are very essential. Uh, A lot of the United States has been deregulated ridiculously over the past 40 years. I mean, Hawaii started as a de facto government and was already deregulated to high hell to begin with. That's why we're in the shitter that we're in, okay? It's, it's, it's bleak because we were given the least amount of tools, but now that we live in the modern age, they can't hide the tools from us. So if we break out the toolkit and we use it, they no longer have a right to complain because the world is watching. So keep that in mind and participate. So these are going to be coming up on the ballot. Uh, you guys, we need to vote on these things. These are extremely, extremely important. Uh, so this will be on the general election in November. Um, what I'm going to go over is this awesome little public digest that the Maui County Charter Commission came out with. It's the 2022 voting guide. Oh, yeah. Know how to vote on the proposed amendments to the charter of the County of Maui. I am going to stick this in the show notes. All right. That way you guys can get educated on this. That way you guys can read it. It's very simple. It's got a nice little letter at the beginning. You know, thank you, dear voter. Your votes count, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You guys can read that and get all the warm and fuzzies you like. I we're we're gonna we're gonna hit the real meat and potatoes of this. All right. So the big part about this is we've we've got these proposals that are going to change just specific enough things to make a difference on Maui. And if you guys really think about why these need to be done, you'll agree that, you know, we're going to be voting along the same lines because these changes need to be made. So um, I'm really just going to like... Lightly talk over what's inside of the, the guide. And then in the coming weeks, we're going to have some awesome people come on and we're going to ask them their points of view on it, why they are for or against it. And then if they uh, their points differ from that of mine or the majority of the listeners or anybody really that chimes in, we're going to bring that up. So we'll have the point and counterpoint of whoever shows up on the show over the next like. Months, months. We got. I mean, we still. It's it's a long trek to the general election, okay. And we need to stay vigilant. And I know it's like it, but we just I had a vote. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna have to vote again this year. All right. And then we're gonna have to vote again in two years. All right. And then you're gonna have to vote again two years after that. And then it ain't ending because it's a civic duty. So, as part of that, gather around the fire, kids. It's story time. All right. So, uh, what we got in the first amendment proposal. Is to create a separate housing department dedicated to affordable housing and include an advisory board and Hawaiian homelands liaison. Okay, so the ballot question is going to be Maui Proposal One: Create a separate housing department dedicated to affordable housing, include an advisory board and Hawaiian homelands liaison. Okay, asking if the charter should be amended, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What does your vote mean? All right, this is straight from the horse's mouth all right there is no miscommunication in this you can read this form too, believe it or don't and this is what your vote is going to mean so a yes on this proposal means that the department of housing and human concerns is a single county department a yes vote supports dividing that department into two separate departments each with its own director and unique powers duties and functions the amendment also creates a new housing advisory board tasked with advising aiding and supporting the housing director's efforts to create affordable housing finally the amendment creates a new position within the department of housing that is tasked with acting as a liaison with the department of hawaiian homelands on all matters involving housing development within the community all right so then a no opposes separating the department a no also opposes the creation of a housing advisory board and uh, it, it, it cuts the affordable housing, creation of liaison department, homelands. Okay, so I know really is just, it doesn't happen. Okay, so there's there's no cost, but then there's no outcome. Okay, why this needs to be a yes for everybody is that one, we add these new departments in, we create more liaisons, we have more checks and balances. Okay, there's more people reporting to each other and then reporting to the people. Okay, we need these. We need what, what's really put Hawaii in general in its sticky wicket is that we have a lot of departments that just kind of report in a direction, and they may not even report to themselves when they should or have as much ability to raise their hand and question reality if they need to. So this is actually going to give a voice to select problems faced by housing that goes unanswered because of specialty appointments, Cronyism, etc. It makes it to where we have to face the problems. So please, I really, 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 really advise a yes on all accounts to that for everybody. Okay. Number two. All right. Create a Department of OEV Resources and affirm that the county will operate as a bilingual government. Okay. Mount proposal two. Department of OEV Resources. All right. This is what your vote means right here, okay? So a yes vote supports the creation of a new county department called the Department of OEV Resources, which would implement programs for native cultural resources, including Hawaiian language, cultural practices, natural resources. The director would act as an ex-officio non-voting member of planning commissions. The amendment also affirms that the county will operate as bilingual, olelo, and English in government. And no, opposes everything, and is a party pooper. All right? I, I'm, I'm going to be biased on this. These are things that we, as Kanaka's need, we as Hawaiians, needs, even for all you visitors who ended up becoming stayers. Like, guys, like, we lose a bit of ourselves every year in this state. There's not much left of Hawaii that's Hawaiian. You know, anymore. And in some of you might get up in arms about the way that you say that, and others you might cry enough knowing how true that is in some cases. All right, this is a protection of that. It's as simple as that. And so this goes double for all the folks out there that don't vote on OHA normally. You need to vote on this too. Okay? This is super important. We put these checks in place. We give this department some power. And also, we recognize Olala Hawaii. And I know you guys are like, yeah, well, like, you know, everybody going to school for it. everybody's like, yeah, but we still don't have enough fluent speakers. Shit, I can't even, like, talking about a guy right here who knows enough about American politics, how to speak Klingon, get in trouble in French, but can barely even get down the road in olelo so like i mean we we live in in a weird gentrified ass reality okay but we got to just clean together and use the parts of each other's brains that we know that functions on behalf of hawaii and push for it so this department i mean it's it's gonna do a lot of things because like it's it's going to help rename some places which is great you know It's going to, you know, buff historical and archival materials, cultural sites, burials. I mean, it's just like it's endless what this could do for the culture and heritage of Hawaii and Hawaiians. All right. So definitely a vote on that. Okay, And any of you out there like, yeah, but this costs money and tax. Shut up. Everything costs money. It costs money to do business in America. It's capitalism. If you aren't breaking a few eggs, making a few omelets, and spending a few billion dollars a year, you're not a first world government. So get your poor little mind off of that subject and recognize that taxes come with the system, all right? So we're going to get good things out of this, all right? You put good in, you get good out. You vote for good stuff, you keep people accountable, and we get it, all right? So let's blow through these other, th- these other ones, all right? So uh, Charter Amendment Proposal 3. Expand requirements in the Code of Ethics regarding the financial interests of county officers, okay? This is going to amend, require the, file, the filing of a financial disclosure statement by point of officers and employees prior to taking office, okay? Prohibit officers and employees from taking official actions in which the officer or employee has a direct or indirect financial interest. And it's going to prohibit officers and employees from using or attempting to use their position for unwarranted advantages to themselves or others. All right, this is a simple yes or no. Okay, do you want to stop cronyism and nepotism? Yes, are you an unethical bastard who wants to allow things to continue quid pro quo? Then vote no, it's as simple as that one. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you know council members and uh potential candidates. Use nicer words for that when we come revisit this again. But, like, this book, we're going to use this book because when we're interviewing all these guys, it's like, where do you sit on these, you know? So then, proposal four. Maui Planning Commission must have one member from every Maui Island Council residency area. Molokai Planning Commission to be given jurisdiction over Kalopapa. Community plan update process to be set by ordinance. Okay? So, this really helps protect... The INA. All right. You want to stop McMansions. You want to stop unnecessarily overdeveloped areas where there shouldn't be. You want to help cool the housing market. You want to make sure that people get proper jobs and we're not selling things out to the continent. You want to make sure. No, it's you want to vote yes on this. OK, so a yes vote is in favor of requiring that the Maui Planning Commission's members include at least one person from each of Maui's council residency areas and no more than two members who reside in each council residency era okay so this this frees molakai to have more control over itself this opens up the smaller communities to essentially have like some aldermen in place we need these liaison positions because in a lot of cases what we need is someone to ring the bell so everybody can hear it you know we we just need a few people here and there to hold guard so then, that way, when the time comes around, they can yell at the rest of their neighbors and go, "This is what's going on here." Or they can be that one that stands guard and be like Gandalf, and be like, "You shall not pass." Damn right. Okay. So that's a yes. We can be voting a lot of yeses this year. Okay. We can be saying yes to a lot of good things. And don't worry, don't worry about the taxes. Okay. Because especially if we get some good people in there, maybe we'll tithe less money back to the state and Oahu. And maybe we'd keep more of it for ourselves. Or maybe if we see a bigger ag budget or the way that Hawaiian homelands are treated because of the management and the subsidies and all those other cool things, then we can afford to just be our own, like, rich-ass Wakanda-style, like, don't-bother-us community. You want utopia? You got you to gotta put a little work in, all right? Amendment Proposal 5, require interactive remote communications with the public during council meetings allow access to county records, and remove time and place requirements for council's organizational meeting, all right? It is really hard getting people to show up for council meetings, okay? It's also really hard making that all available digitally. We have to put in budgets, we have to vote things to make this accessible, okay? If somebody is a downer and and squashes it, it takes a while for these things to get back up, so please, please, Okay, yes vote favors making three changes to the charter. Council will be required to provide interactive communications with the public in Hana, Lanai, Molkai, and other graphic areas to council meetings and council committee meetings. Council, county employees would be required to facilitate access to county records, minimize fees, change the public that make requests for county records. Council will be able to determine the time and place of its organizational meeting to elect their officers. Okay. Currently, the charter requires council meet for its organizational meeting in the council room at the county building at 2 p.m. on the second day of January following the election. Okay. So we need to make this more amenable to the working class. We need to make this more accessible to folks who don't have the time to drive their happy ass out to go see these things. You know, I mean, if we want the kids involved, there should be like a TikTok and a Twitter feed. I mean, have you guys, I mean, I'm sure you haven't because I'm the only boring screw out here that would be spending their time watching C-SPAN more than anybody else on this rock. But uh, we kind of have a news desert on C-SPAN, so there isn't even, like, boring, like, middle-of-the-ground, moderate coverage of everything. Uh, So it kind of falls on, like, the whole state, let alone Maui, to do its own coverage. I mean, especially since not a lot of people really watch Akaku. Bless their souls for covering as much as they do. But y'all need to pay attention to your public television station. I mean, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We'll make that better soon. Uh, I'll tell you about that later. But anyways, um, we need this. Again, yet another yes, all right? And we're going to have some people on to tell you why that needs to be a yes, all right? And then Amendment 6, all right? Remove the cap on penalties for violations of law so that they may be set by ordinance. Okay, so... Fines and penalties. Shall the charter be amended to remove the cap on penalties for violations of the law so they will be set by ordinance? Okay, this means that if you vote yes, the charter includes a cap on the punishments that may be provided in law for violations of rules or ordinances. Cap is set to a thousand per day for each day of the violation and one year's imprisonment or both, except that penalties for the operation of transient accommodations cannot exceed a twenty thousand plus ten thousand per day. The unlawful operation persists. All right, a yes vote would remove these caps and allow the council to set punishments by ordinance. Okay, so what this means is that, like, you know, like fines that lead you into a debtor's prison scenario would start to get regulated, all right? We had a lot of problems with these in New York, we had a lot of problems with these in California, all right? It really surprises me that some rural states and counties, like Maui, case in point, needs still to be fixed like that. So, folks, if you wanna see, you know, all these unnecessary fines and and evaluation fees and all these things to go down, vote yes, okay? Yes, 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 yes. Proposal seven, limit the powers of the mayor to appoint administrative department heads. Okay? So, why is this cool? Especially since a lot of you guys believe that like mayors are crony these days and we haven't had good mayors, yada, yada, yada. That's the public opinion, all right? But, so a yes vote favors limiting the powers of the mayor to appoint administrative department heads by, one, requiring an administrative head nominated by the mayor to vacate office if denied appointment by the council, and two, prohibiting the mayor from requiring a candidate for the head of an administrative department to submit a letter of resignation as a condition of employment. Okay? So a no vote favors keeping the powers of the mayor to appoint administrative heads as is currently detailed. So the thing is, is like... What's kind of created some tender problem spots over more than just one, two, three, you know, mayors, you know, pick one. But the problem is, is that like if an old mayor appoints somebody and a new mayor doesn't want to replace them because it's just business as usual, you're not going to see certain people gone from the problem until it's too late. Okay. So we add these extra checks in. The council is going to have a little more power to help the people when we have cronyism in place or just a failing, uh, you know, department head, all right? So then Proposal 8, authorize the county clerk to update the charter and prohibit the county clerk and deputy county clerk from actively participating in political campaigns, Okay. The uh, a yes favors adding an additional duty to the powers, duties, and functions of the county clerk. The clerk will have the power to update the charter uh, to correct non-substantive errors in compliance with the law and subject to the approval of the corporation council and a majority of council. The clerk and deputy clerk would also be banned from taking an active part in political management or political campaigns for any elected office. Uh, I agree with this. You know, I mean, we don't. We want as few conflicts of interest as possible. And there's certain things that kind of have to stay church and state. So it's like if we put that up front and that sign just says, hey, you know, you take a job like this, you're going to kind of have a non competing politics for a while. So if you're going to find a way to pivot, it's not towards uh, holding an office. All right. So proposal nine require that the chief of police submit a written report when the chief disagrees with the findings of the police commission. All right. So yes, one of the powers of the police commission Is to receive and investigate charges Brought by the public against the conduct Of the police department or any department employees The police commission issues a written report To the chief of police for the chief's disposition A yes supports adding additional language Which requires that if the chief of police Disagrees with the findings of the police commission The chief must submit the reasons in writing It also requires a summary of the charges filed And their disposition be included In the commission's annual report Okay, so again, this is another just another good check and balance right here. Okay. So he can't just go turn around and say, Well, I told you so. No. Like give it to us in fine print and we'll talk about it. Okay. Proposal nine A, this is the alternative. Require that the chief police submit a written report when the chief disagrees with the findings of the police commission upon the police commission's request. So then if he goes, I told you so, and they go, Okay. Okay, you don't have to write it this time. So that leaves a little gray area. So, I mean, I, I'd say if you really don't agree with the first one, please vote at least yes on the second one so that way they can at least raise their hand. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Proposal 10. Create an independent nomination board to recruit, evaluate, and recommend individuals to county boards, commissions, and the positions of county clerk, auditor, corporation counsel, and prosecuting attorney. Okay? Okay. This would create a nine-member independent nomination board, okay? A yes, okay? Supports the creation of this board, appointed by the mayor and approved by the council to recruit, evaluate, and recommend individuals for county boards and commissions and four county positions, clerk, auditor, corporation counsel, and prosecuting attorney, okay? Sets the clerk's term to six years, Staggers membership for new boards. I mean, there's a lot of extra in here that we're gonna have to parse out. This is definitely one of the meatier ones that we'll have to talk about why this is important and why this needs to be a yes as well. It's it's pretty easy and straightforward how this has been all marked. So we really go yes, 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 all day, all right? So that way we can be watching out, all right? You guys want term limits, you want control, you want, this is it. This is the option for it, all right? then there's an alternative to it, okay? So if you don't, you don't get along with, with, with 10, you know, they can, uh, you know, make it with a few caveats and changes. We'll talk about why they're, uh, you know, they're, they're different here is that the, the alternative creates an 11-member board with nine members and two appointed by the mayor without council approval, okay? The alternative would not require that the auditor and county clerk be vetted and recommended by the independent nomination board. So, I mean, it really like, it, it cuts out a couple regulatory measures just to pad a couple egos and people who obviously like, I mean, <laughs> the only people would have to worry about this are people in these positions that are questionable. So, I, I'm just, let's just hope that there aren't questionable people involved and let's, let's just fix this, all right? Proposal 11, require the county auditor to assess the impacts of proposed charter amendments on county taxation and spending. Well, duh, why aren't we just, like, looking at the facts? So, yes, a yes, yes, and we'll talk more about that, all right? And the cool part is, is it's got a little My Amendment choices on the things so that you can mark it, but, of course, we're all just going to mark yes for days and down the side, all right? Thank you walking through this with me guys we're gonna walk through it again we're also gonna be talking about how more people should be voting in the coming weeks with more but more to the fun side of things because we've just blown our brains out on the boring today so i'll be back in just a little bit after this word from newsly space world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles but thanks to newsly you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read by utilizing AI technology a natural human voice reads you the news helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently newsly provides the latest news updates 24 7 letting you browse articles from topics you choose it even has podcasts including ours And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. Moving forward. Back, actually, I was never gone. Like the gum on the bottom of your shoe, I was never gone. I was still there. We're still there. It's just an ad, and then we're back. So we're never really gone, especially if it's one of our voices in the ads. Anyways, um, the world of entertainment is going to vastly change over the next couple of years. So for those of you that I know that are in the entertainment industry out there, uh, that we cross paths and we talk about these things, I mean, this is something that's been on the horizon. Not just because of COVID and the, how that affected the economy. The economy of Hollywood has always been coming to this critical mass point. I mean, not many people realize that Hollywood, much like everything else in corporate America, has been subsidized and bailed out for decades. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, we're going to talk about his void first. And then we're going to talk about, like, the heists what you can do to join it if you're a filmmaker, uh, what we can do about it as fans and those interested, and how we can make something better in lieu of the fact that less amazing things will be coming out unless we do something about it. So this HBO Max deal is just going deeper into dystopia. So, like, they're wiping... Uh, Another 200 episodes of Sesame Street off of its servers, like, no more, like, classic content in that case, which is crazy because, like, we'll keep, like, 100 unnecessary Turner classic movies. Like, they're just, like, some movies, we're never going to watch them again, not even for film school. Bro, bro, we could save save 200 episodes of Sesame Street, all right? You know, I'll just host it on the home server. Could you just give me the distro rights to all these things you're going to throw away? We'll just... We'll, we'll just make it HBO Max Plus or something, just whatever. Like, guys, you're throwing away some amazing edutainment, which, like, again, so take that as a hint. For those of you out there trying to figure out what should I be writing if I want to get on TV, what should I be writing if I want to make my own thing and stand out? Kids are going to be running out of content soon. All right, all these big streaming services are cutting budgets. So, guess what? It's going to be like the 90s all over again where all you've got is Disney, 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 Disney and then some occasional like car wash bargain bin Snow White. <laughs> it's true. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> it's it's we could be in a huge content well. I mean, it's the kind of the bust, you know, to the boom that we've had in entertainment for so long. I mean, all these IP tentpoles just holding it up on top of the JOBS Act and state subsidies and and, and, and credit systems. And so it's, 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 it's really going to start falling apart, just like it did in the 90s. I mean, I hate to be doom and gloom after we just talked about all that serious stuff. But guys, if you want more entertainment like this and you're looking to be innovators of this kind of entertainment, now is the time. Okay, the iron is hot. Start planning your shows. Start making your pitch decks. All right? We're going to talk to some of you guys out there that are trying to evolve your game and go to this heist level. We're going to start sharing these materials. I'm going to have some small links coming up in the next episodes because next time when we talk about this void, we're going to talk about the Jobs Act and what you could be using just like corporate Hollywood to make your $1 million movie of your dreams make a paycheck, and maybe even, you know, make something of yourself. So, th- and it's not just HBO. I mean, as HBO merges with Discovery, there's Discovery stuff that's going to disappear. And then we still have to put up with this stupid Ezra Miller Flash movie, which, I mean, let's not really give him any more airtime than he needs because he's just a turd burglar extreme. And I, I just think we, we lock him up, throw away the key, get really sad that we're never going to see a Flashpoint movie for a while. I mean, we already made... Like, there's so much Flashpoint material out there, guys. There's a really good animated movie. There's, like, essentially two different iterations of it on the Grant Gustin one. And, I mean, they've got all this new, like, in the comic books, we've got all this extended Flashpoint stuff that, kind of, like, jumping into Dark Crisis. So, I mean, there's a lot of material that we can enjoy this. There's a lot of fan service that was going to be in this movie, but, like, if it's the story that I think it is with all the scenes that they'd been showing from the teasers, you know, when they were in shooting, like, guys, it's just going to be an hour and 15 minutes of Ezra Miller talking to Ezra Miller talking to Ezra Miller. Um, And in a lot of cases, it's just going to be the, like, oh, who did this? And then the guy who did it has actually been sitting next to him the whole time because either, A, he's dealing with a fucked-up Time Remnant version of The Flash, or he's dealing with Eobard Thawne in a freaking body disguise as, as Barry Allen. And so it just, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's anything innovative to the franchise. It's not like it's anything that we wouldn't be, we're not going to be surprised. So the only thing, I mean, I don't think that there's anybody that's feeling the loss of this because everybody's kind of fell off the DC bandwagon anyways, and all the hopefuls that have held on have been holding on for things like Batgirl. Like, I mean, I think the only thing from the Flash that I—the Flashpoint movie that I want to see is, okay, then we might get Michael Keaton as Thomas Wayne. Like, that's cool because he's supposedly not supposed to be the same as the Batgirl, but, like, he's supposed to be him- in the Batgirl movie, but he's supposed to be, I think he's supposed to be Thomas Wayne in the Flashpoint movie. But it's like, really, guys, that Batgirl movie would have been so dope. I mean, and then and people are kind of dogging it and pulling the whole, like, oh, it wasn't testing them well. It's like Black Adam tested at the same level. And everybody's, like, kissing that, the Rock's ass on that. Which, who isn't? Because that's going to be cool. But, again, what's going to be left of the DC Universe after this falls apart? What's I mean, especially with the numbers going up at Disney Plus. Which brings me to my next point. She Hulk. Ermigurd She-Hulk. That's that's all I gotta say. At the opener on that one is like, um, lawyer show, lawyer show, lawyer show. And I enjoy the fact that like one, we've got we've got an amazing choice for for She-Hulk. Uh she was in Orphan Black. Oh, my God. Like, if you guys want to see this, if you guys haven't seen Orphan Black, go back and watch that. I used to watch it back in the days when you could get away with, like, VPN tunneling your streamer service, and I would watch Orphan Black on Netflix. Um, I'm not going to say how you could do that these days, but I'm sure if you Googled things, you could figure it out, or I'm sure somebody's streaming it or it's on Ripbox or something. But if you want to see how deep and wide she can go as just character Presentation quality. Go check out that. So don't discount She Hulk yet. And for all you guys pulling, this is stupid and woke. It's like, bro, Marvel comics are a woke factory. They always have been. They always will. So don't go pulling the whole like you got chocolate in my peanut butter and I don't like it, bro. The X Men is an L G B T Q tale. All right, the like half of like Spider Man. All right, it's it's lessons, learning, parables, like what not to do. when encountering the bullshit of life. It's like, there's no saying that, like, Marvel has never been woke, okay? And Disney, Disney, even though for as veiled with problems as it was uh, for, you know, its inventors and creators, it still was pretty damn woke for its time. So stop complaining about things, like, and, I, and for that matter, like, why should we, like, why are we even using the label woke when obviously it's been used as a neg, for just justifying unethical douchebaggery. So, um, <laughs> I guess I guess my uh, my vernacular has expanded now that I'm watching lawyer shows again. I don't know. Uh, blame it on the law and order. But um, it's got this great, like, Ally McBeal feel to it. I mean, this is, this is pretty cool because we finally have, like, a proper character that talks to the screen besides Deadpool. So, I mean, I think that's an important thing to look at for the style of... Uh, you know, just Disney's presentation for that matter is like, we're kind of recognizing that like some characters have this Ferris Bueller ability, which I dig that they give this to She-Hulk because if there's anyone you want to be in the head up, like it's really great that they're essentially specking Ally McBeal over She-Hulk because that's really like in the pages, that's what she was. So like expect all the fun things that like you liked about watching Matt Murdoch when he wasn't Daredevil. Enjoy that when she's Jen, and when she's She-Hulk, because it's all day early day with her. Uh, and go back and catch some classic issues. Like, go download some to read, or go to your local comic book retailer, like, recognize what you're getting into. Uh, it's going to be fun, and I will have to say that, like, I mean, it even spoke to me as a person of color, just because, I mean, Bruce Banner pretty much is, like, you know, white guy with problems. Uh, but, like, she made a really good point in the episode of just, like, you know... Bruce is like, oh, you know, this is going to be, like, some whole, like, journey of, like, trying to control your anger. And it took me 15 years. And it's like, bro, I have to do this every day being a woman. And it's like, sister, sh- you are so right. You are so damn right. Uh, and as a person of color, I totally, like, I check half those boxes that you mentioned. That, like, it just, it's, that's what makes her a more evolved creature. This isn't, like, a men are better than women scenario. This is a... You know, or a women are better than men scenario as far as, like, downing men because, it, no, it's a women put up with more shit so they have more superpowers and kind of less weaknesses because, like, they've been under threat so long that, like, their weaknesses get pared down. And I think that's why, like, I'm, you know, I kind of want to, like, psychologically go into that. We're going to have to talk to, I'm going to have to talk to one of my favorite comic book guys. We're going to have to bring him on a show. Yeah, that's a good idea. We're gonna to have to talk about like the sociopolitics and like psychology of these characters, especially since now we got we got She Hulk and we're gonna have man, she's gonna be in a courtroom with Daredevil. Like this is gonna be amazing. Like all these people that are showing up, but like lawyer show. It seems fun. It is not like it is so a trip back to Allyman Beal days. I kinda of, I kinda of almost less want to read back issues of she-hulk and more probably have an Allie McBeal marathon to be like ha that's what they did in that episode because i'm feeling that we're gonna get like some Allie McBeal'er's day off vibe from this with her fourth wall of sides and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really fun and um speaking of additional positive reviews sandman they came out with bonus episodes well, or like epilogue episodes, which I mean, especially out the fact that like Neil Gaiman recently admitted that there's probably a snowball's chance in hell that we'll get a second season because Netflix, just like everybody else, can't afford how expensive it is to make a proper adaptation of something, um, which I mean, everybody agrees that was a really good true to the books season, but that's because of all the people involved and uh, wow, I really got involved in these last two episodes that we got. We got bonused, we got bonus these episodes. So, we had you know, Dream of a Thousand Cats and Calliope as a two-piecer. And so, and it was funny because like I was actually begging for the cats episode after finishing the season before they announced the bonus episode. So, like, prayer was answered. We got Dream of a Thousand Cats, which was really cool. So, if you guys haven't seen it yet, don't want to really spoil too much, but it's just like it's. It's an amazing tale of a cat that recognizes that she can go into the Dreaming and get answers. It's animated, but we do have Dream's voice. So, I mean, he shows up in a whole different form and it looks really cool. But then what's really badass is the second part to this epilogue is Calliope. And we actually get a slice of something that was going on at the same time that Dream was locked up. And his ex-wife, a muse, Calliope, one of the great muses of the gods, that's right, she's indentured to a man, all right, who was, he, he was given her from another man who managed to sneak up on her, burn her parchment, and like assign her to him in duty as a muse and makes his career. So it like, it really, it, you kind of get to see the darker side of people in it you really even though you don't get enough time with her on screen you're constantly feeling her when you're away you don't want to see any of the bad parts so they don't show you any of the bad parts they really just they focus on the pain and when we finally get you know to that point to where morpheus is free he can come in and show us a moment that occurred during the first season, but we didn't see because it was just like he's got to handle this, but it's not important for the story. But by the way, this happened. So, definitely, Dream of a Thousand Cats, Calliope, worth going back to Sandman Universe one more time, especially if this may be the last time for some time. But fret not, even though this episode itself is coming to an end, we got more coming for you this season. New guests and returning guests coming soon. I actually, I got a cough. From Linda Mae Maldonado this last week. So I'm going to check in with her. Probably going to have her back on the show. Talk more about what's going on with her. I heard that she got interviewed by like someone for the Library of Congress. Like That's pretty cool. Her story is going to go in the Library of Congress. So we should celebrate Auntie. Uh, we're also going to have some cool candidates on. We're going to have some of these uh, pro-arts performers. So look out for them. And also look out for me. Coming out the woodwork everywhere to remind you to register to vote to vote to show up at the polls to learn what you're voting for and to vote on it so be good to each other and until next time Aloha (gasps) Rabbit Holes is a Minovical production this episode was produced by Kavika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue